For the first time in more than five and a half years, we finally tonight have a few new answers to a question that has loomed over Indiana and over the town of Delphi. Who killed Abby Williams and Libby Jordan? The end of the bridge to, you gotta go through. Now, I believe that the bodies were found about to. born from a family's grief and determination. In April of 2020, Army soldier Vanessa Guillen went missing while stationed at one of the largest military installations. You hear that little music in the background, it goes, don't be suspicious, don't be suspicious. Right. Knew about it or was there, it's, he's as guilty as the person who committed Chilling details in the arrest of a suspected serial killer caught before he could strike again. Him, they, they, they dropped the ball, man. Like, they said he went AWOL. Mm. And that uh, he was a, a deserter, and nobody went to look for him. Today is not a day to celebrate. But the arrest of Richard M. Allen of Delphi on two counts of murder. Like I said, we're going back. We were asked last time to kind of talk about the food, uh, the grub truck video, and kind of give our perspective of it. The, the, the press release from the police department indicated that they're still trying to put pieces together from that night. It, does that does that worry you in any, at any point uh, or at any bit that they're still trying to put those pieces together? It's been over five weeks since little Kaylee Anthony vanished. Her mother, Casey, has been arrested for lying to police. She's being held without bail. year 3000 it still sucks this is philip j fry and you're listening to the drunken turkey show you're one stop for this sort of thing hit that button like and subscribe you know what to do just like every other podcast what is up everybody welcome back to the drunk turkey show i'm your host daniel j alongside with me as usual i mean g big glue was here but he kind of fell through again, but he'll be back. Hi, man. I love the uh, I love the place digging it. How you doing tonight? I'm doing good, man. I just got my piano, and my new couches. You know. Yeah. I'm, uh, later on, I'm gonna serenade for my my piano. Yeah, serenade. I'm going all out, man. I heard you're barely taking lessons. You haven't taken the first one, but you you got the grand piano in the background. Love it. Yes, sir. Uh, are you drinking tonight? Hi, man. You drinking with us? Nah, man. I'm not really feeling so good, so I'm gonna I'm gonna hold off on that for right now. Understood, man. Hope you feel better. Hope you feel better. I, however, am feeling good, and will be feeling better. I'll be drinking a Bud Light. Big Blue, welcome back. How are you doing tonight? Are you drinking with us? What's going on? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. I'm gonna have a tall boy tonight. I gotta take it easy because I gotta drive somewhere later. So. Uh... And I'm drinking that in about 10 minutes. I, I'm waiting for somebody to jump on there. This is a wicked, wicked apple. Uh-huh. But I got a new thing today, man. It's called the Kraken. And they're not sponsoring us. I already reached out to try to get sponsorship. They never got back to me. So this thing mm-hmm. sucks. They're going to hear about it. But <laughs> it's, uh, you pop this open like this, and it's to be able to shotgun these tall boys in about two and a half seconds. So. And last time I failed with it with the four locals. I was gonna do four locals tonight, but I didn't like the flavors I saw. So I was like, "All right, I'll do four yeah, locals." You say you gotta time. drive, bro. You're trying to do a four local shotgun. Yeah, no. oh, boy. 
I wouldn't drive, bro. Get an Uber. Get an Uber. Be safe. Be safe. Yeah, look, I'm gonna I'm shotgun the, 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 this one. Then I'll shotgun on water because I see the videos and this bad boy can go through water bottles too. All right, well, we'll see that. We'll see that. Just try to keep your shirt on this time. Um, <laughs> but I'm glad you're uh, you're you're off tonight, and you'll be joining me in some in some beverages. Uh, but before we get into our, um, you know, today's topic, um, just going to cover a couple things. First, we got some good news out of Florida. Joshua J.J. Rowland was found today. He's a little boy that went missing yesterday, and um, he's found today in the, in the woods. Um, this is reported by ABC News. Uh, Joshua J.J. Rowland was found Friday morning by a volunteer searcher, uh, Hernando County Sheriff Al Nienhuis said at his news conference, the sheriff's announcement was met with cheers from journalists. JJ's condition was not immediately clear, but the sheriff's office said he's doing well, considered he has been out in the elements all night. Um, he had a couple of bites and and looked like some scratches on his arms and legs, um, but nothing too crazy. This is actually a picture of the little boy and the volunteer who found him. Nice. Uh, yeah, JJ went missing on Thursday morning. It's believed he left this home while his parents were asleep. Uh, the sheriff's office said helicopter searched overnight. Over 500, 500 volunteers turned out Friday morning to help law enforcement look for the toddler. According to the sheriff's office, JJ was found in the woods quite a ways away from his home. Uh, volunteer Roy Link, who located JJ, said he uh, said a prayer about 10 minutes before finding the two-year-old. The sheriff called Link Man of the Year and called JJ's rescue a true miracle. I was hoping and praying for a miracle, the sheriff told reporters. I think a lot of people were praying and prayer works. So... Good news on that front. There was a lot of uh, speculation going on in that case already as to why, you know, this child was missing for such a long time. But it comes with some great news. A little boy was found, you know, great news. Yeah, out of Florida. Yeah, uh, yeah, definitely, man. I agree. Blue, why, why, why do you look so happy? Oh, because uh, somebody sent, sent me a message saying that they're watching the show tonight and they said next time they want me to wear a T-shirt with their tender profile name on on my shirt. So I thought that was pretty funny. But I'm also happy they found the boy. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> happy. yeah I, I, we are all happy that they found the little kid. It was a, it was pretty it was getting kind of hairy because I mean he's out in the woods riding the elements out there in Florida. There's there's a lot of wildlife out there that mm -hmm. uh, can make things very difficult and um yeah we're all happy for that. <clears throat> um, uh, Especially, remember, I don't know if I, I don't know if I think Blue sent that that video of that lady, the older lady, like the eighty year old, they got like dragged into the water by a croc or something like that. Oh yeah, dude, I saw that earlier. That's sad. Yeah, but, and like that, that was my worry, man, because there's a lot of croc alligators out there. Mm-hmm. Then like you know, it's a uh, such a young kid. You know what I mean? Like I'm glad they found him as soon as they did. Because sometimes it doesn't end up being a happy story. No, nah, yeah, for sure, man. I mean, it was it was it was pretty scary, man. It was like, um, man, I can't remember that little girl, poor little girl that got that was hit by a, by a delivery driver and then kidnapped, um, taken from her house. Yeah. I can't remember her name. This was a while ago. This is before we <clears throat> we were actually covering true crime. Mm -hmm. um, it kind of reminded me of that situation, you know, that kind of went missing from their home. Uh, lived in a rural area, and um, you know, fortunately, in this situation, uh, they were able to recover him, and and he's overall in good health. Uh, <clears throat> but 
in other news, and we're going to cover this before we get into the uh, Murdoch trial, is uh, five-week-old five twins in the hospital with multiple broken bones, both parents arrested. And these are the, these are the parents of the year here. Uh, this is out of Columbus, Ohio. Parents of two five-week-old twins have been arrested and charged after doctors treated the babies for multiple non-accidental injuries. So Quito County Sheriff David Thurlman confirmed in a statement, Detective Jody Conkell with the Sukito Prosecutor, County Prosecutor Special Victims Unit was notified by a social worker from Nationwide Children's Hospital about a possible case of child abuse. The social worker advised detectives that one of the twins was taken to Southern Ohio Medical Center for a possible broken arm. At the hospital, doctors noticed what appeared to be hemorrhage in both of the twins' eyes. This resulted in both babies being transferred to the Children's Hospital. Detectives learned of multiple non-accidental injuries to both babies. According to the police, the injuries included eye hemorrhages, multiple broken bones to their legs, arms, multiple rib fractures and abrasions to their face, including a black eye and bruising. As a result of these injuries, the Soquito County Children's Services were notified and responded to the Children's Hospital where they removed custody of the parents. Uh, Sheriff Thurman said detectives spoke with the family members and witnesses. Parents Cody Alexander, Ronald Allen, 20, and Sue Allen Carter, 27, both of Ports. Mouth, Ohio, were brought to the sheriff's office on Wednesday and for questioning. Both Allen and Carter have been arrested and charged for two counts of a felonious assault, a felony of the second degree, four counts of endangering children, a felony of the second degree, and four counts of endangering children, a felony of the third degree. They're being held on a $340,000 bond and appeared in Portsmouth uh, Municipal Court on Thursday. So these are those guys. Pretty sad news out of Ohio, but yeah, at least man. those babies are no longer in their care. Yeah, man. I mean, there's some other cases where, you know, they end up, you know, unliving their kids, man. That's and that's a that's a horrible, horrible thing. I mean, did you ever watch that uh, Netflix um, show about the Gabriel Fernandez, the little kid? I have not, man. Which one is that one? Yeah, the 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 mom and the boyfriend like used to lock them up in a small little. Like oh, almost like a, a, yeah, yeah, like a, like a little cabinet thing. Mm-hmm. He will, he will sleep there, and like they will feed him there. It was, it was pretty, it's pretty hard, man. You check it out. The man. kid didn't make it, so yeah. Yeah, man. There's the, it's some sad news and unfortunate stuff, but you know, not always do um, they come to light in time, and you know, it's unfortunate yeah. that these children had to go through what they went through. Exactly. Uh, but but at least it's come to light and and they're in better care now you know and they're such at a young age they they shouldn't remember this and hopefully um this would be something that wouldn't have an impact on their lives going forward you know what i mean yeah, yeah. and this whole in that case with with gabriel like a lot of a lot of a lot of people failed him a lot yeah, yeah. And it's just sad that there were so many opportunities to remove them from that um, situation. You know what I mean? And yeah. nothing was nothing came of it. Right. Yeah, man. I I agree one hundred percent. It's it, it definitely is. Um, I need to catch it. I, I think I think I know the story. I don't know it completely, but I think I know the story. Um, but moving to today's topic, we're going to be talking about. Alex Murdoch, he took the stand for the last two couple of days. Um, 
Well, first and foremost, were you guys surprised that he took the stand? We'll start off with you, Jaime. Yeah, man, very surprised, actually. Um, at the end of the day, it's his choice, right? Even though his lawyers tell him that he doesn't have to. Right. They only do a recommendation, right? Like, But he he, he decided to go up there and tell his story. Um, mm-hmm. Don't know if the jury found it truthful or not, but from what I saw, I think he lacked a lot of emotion. Um, mm-hmm. Like I said, like everybody's different. Everybody grieves differently. Everybody mourns different. Everybody copes different, right? Right. So it could just be that, but from what I saw, it's just like he back he backtracked a lot of the stuff he said in the beginning. Right. Well, so that gives him, you know, doubt and not all the things that were said in the beginning, and now it's a totally different thing. Right. You know what he what it appears that he has done is that he had a story and once he got the evidence he tried to he changed and manipulated his story to fit the evidence that was there um that seems kind of clear there were some things by the prosecution that they were diving into that kind of seemed a little bit repetitive and i mean we'll go into that We'll, we'll we'll take this one step at a time big blue were you surprised that mr murdoch took the stand no i was I wasn't because he is a prosecutor. I mean, he's, he has a lot of knowledge in cases. So I think by him stepping up there, he's um, trying to get the the jury, if it's a hung jury, you know, to probably sway the non-guilty way or just sway in the middle where they can't make a decision. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, well, go ahead, Anna. I mean, if, you know, he's a prosecutor, but man, he was stuttering, stuttering all over the place. He could have come up with some of the sentences he was saying. He was just stuttering. He sounded like me. <laughs> yeah, he was. He he had this weird thing where when they asked him um, about, you know, how his son and how his wife passed away, and and asked him if he was responsible for that. He was saying no, but nodding yes. You know what I'm saying? And some people were picking up on that. And, you know, there was other times in the trial where he was he was nodding, you know, just to nod. But that was one thing that I had also noticed was that he was nodding during those times. Now, let's kind of get into it. So what what we know so far about the trial is that, you know, Murdoch took the stand uh, for two days. Uh, he's being charged for taking the life of his wife, Margaret, 52, and their younger son, Paul, 22. Um, he admitted to lying to law enforcement about his location from the murders due to his addiction and prescription and pain pills and general paranoia after the, he found out of the uh, the tape, right? The Snapchat video that puts him at the, at the kennels. So basically, just to kind of backtrack, he stated that he never went to the kennels after they ate um, and that he had left to his parents' house. Um, and come to find out, there's a Snapchat video. In fact, if you haven't seen it, we'll play it real quick. Yeah. For those that haven't seen it. Get it. Get back. Quick cash. Come on. 
So that's the video that was put out uh, during this trial. Uh, there's been testimony from several people that stated that the voice that you're hearing on the uh, Snapchat video is Alec Murdoch. Uh, he came out and stated that he had lied. He, yeah. um, that, that is his voice. He was there and came up with this entire story about, um, that one of the dogs came back with a chicken. He took the chicken out of the mouth and then he, he took off and went back home and took a shower, laid down, took a nap for a minute. Um, and then left to his parents' house, I believe. And yeah. so the first and foremost, was that testimony or this, I mean, this Snapchat video, how powerful was this to you guys? as a piece of evidence to his statement and his testimony up until that point that he wasn't there. We'll start off with you, Jaime. Yeah, well, the thing is, um, at that time, there was supposed to be only uh, the son and the, the, the mom at the, at the house, right? Right. Well, at that part of the property of the house, yeah. He said yeah, that yeah. it was just him and his son there. Yeah, and then like I believe it was uh, his son's friend, right? That he was talking on the phone, and he actually heard—not this video, but he heard him actually through, like actually talking to the to the son about the dog, and he said that he also heard uh, the dad being there, right? Right. But like, also like, it's just it's hard because like even like in the same thing with the Delphi case, just to like pinpoint whose voice that really is you know what i mean especially right. from a snapchat video right. but it sure does it sure does sound sounds like him though yeah yeah he admitted that it was him mm -hmm. and and that he had lied and that he had lied to the police now i like the way the prosecutor kind of walked him into a corner so to speak um and let him kind of bury himself because he continued to ask him, like, when did you decide that you wanted to lie, right? That you were going to lie about your whereabouts and come up with this story. And he, he and Mr. Murdoch comes up with the story about, well, you know, it was a combination of being on the pills, being uh, interrogated, uh, being questioned in the manner that he was questioned, uh, a few other things that that he was trying to say that were contributing factors that made him decide to lie. Mm -hmm. And then at the end of it, he plays him where, you know, the 911 tape where he initially lies to begin with before there was any pressure, before there was an interrogation in the vehicle, before all those things that he stated were contributing factors for his deception. Yeah. And I felt that that was, that was, that was awesome. I mean, that, they walked him into that. He walked right into it. Um, 
do you think that this and we had put a poll in there do you think that this of him taking the stand hurt his case more than it helped his case we'll start off with you big blue i think um i, I saw i'm looking at the poll right now and it says 65 percent believe that yes and i believe i'm with them uh, I, I do believe it, it it does hurt his case because it uh, it gives some more of a I guess if he would probably plead the fifth and not say anything, it can only go by by what his friends saying and what the video saying. Mm-hmm. Um, so it, it probably be less charged. But now that he's admitting to being there, and then that it, like when they were asking the question of he's the one that turned the bodies over and all this stuff, like yeah, you know, now he puts him at the spot, puts him touching the bodies, and that's. I mean, he's kind of like swaying that he was—he found him that way, but I don't know. I think I think it was him, like, and I think he was uh, so high on drugs that he didn't know what he did. Maybe, possibly. What about what about you, Jaime? Do you think that that he helped himself, or do you think because this, you know, that Snapchat video came out, mm-hmm. you know, earlier in this testimony? I think I think he felt that he needed to explain some things, right? Because. Yeah. Definitely. You know, if he doesn't go up there, then it's like, all right, well, he lied about that. Obviously, he was there. He doesn't have an explanation for it because he doesn't talk. So, you know, he's lying about everything. Right. So do you think that this that his testimony may have helped out his case? Uh, I think he he personally thought it was going to help him. But at the end, um, you never know what the prosecution is leading you to. Mm hmm. You know You're what I'm right. saying? Um, I think he thought that by telling his story, he can fit the evidence they had, and then there's an, ex- there's a, no, an excuse. You know what I mean? Right. For being there. But I think at the end, at the end, and at the end of the day, I think it hurt him more than it actually helped. Yeah, yeah. You know, I I thought so too. Mm-hmm. Um, what about you know? Because I felt that he was going to try to use you know, certain tactics because he's been trained uh, in, in, in being in a courtroom. Right. Yeah. So I felt that he was going to try to pull out some tactics to sway, uh, you know, courtroom training tactics to sway, you know, the jury and whatnot. And so yeah. uh, for instance, the, uh, the nicknames, what did you think about him referring to Paul as Paw Paw and uh, Row Row? Did you, what did you think about those that that terminology that he was using, Jaime? Um, I think he like not to sound like a douche, but like <laughs> I think he was using those those nicknames to like like gain some sympathy points. You know what I mean? Trying to strike a chord with the jurors. Um, I I, I also think like I, what I noticed too is like it was weird because like there was a, I think believe it like two occasions in the when they were doing the when he was testifying. Like mm-hmm. you can hear somebody cough, and then he gets emotional right after that. Like almost like hmm. it was like planned. That was weird. Really, I didn't notice that. I yeah. need to go back and listen to that. It was weird because like they will cough, somebody will cough in the courtroom or something, and then they like, will like tear up or like, right. have, like an emotional. Right. What about weird. you? What about you, Blue? What did you think? I mean, I think that that's part of the names that he did call him by. I mean, I would have to see more videos to see if that's actually what he called them. Um, I call my kids when I call them, I call them by their nicknames that we have for them. So, 
I think that's normal when, we're, when I'm telling a story about them. Yeah, but this guy's a prosecutor. He's a, he's he's been in a court setting. He he doesn't like. I don't. I'm not familiar with how big the town is that he's covering, but I'm sure that if there was uh, somebody that he may have known or been familiar with that was. I mean, I don't think he was a prosecutor. He was a lawyer. I'm sorry. And um, what do you call it? Uh, he's familiar with a bunch. You know, these the people that are in this town. Do you think that if there was somebody that went on trial or on stand, he's gonna call them by their nickname, or he's gonna call them by their, you know. Mr. or Mrs. This or whatever. You, you get what I'm saying? So I felt that I felt that that aspect of him using the nicknames was more of a uh, a, a courtroom gimmick to try to sway the, the jury. And mm-hmm. I felt that it may work when you have, you know, your 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 regular person on stand who isn't trained in those type of things, who isn't a professional at being in a courtroom. And, and talking professionally amongst that type of, you know, in, in that scene in front of everybody in that manner. I felt that it was a courtroom tactic. It was a little cheesy and I felt that it was uh, forced and I think it didn't look good on him. I really didn't. I, I, I didn't like it, to be honest with you. Yeah. No, same, same. Like I said, I think by him using those nicknames and not using their, you know, the real names, I think he was just trying to Sway the juror, well, at least one. You know, I mean, that's all you need. That's true. That is true. Um, one other thing that I found that was, I, I mean, I guess not so much in his favor, but maybe I guess in his favor was, and I didn't like from the prosecution was how much they were harping on him as far as his financial stuff, where he had already admitted to stealing and taking the money from all these people, right? And, um, you know, the prosecutor basically wanted um, wanted Alex Murdoch to say that that he looked into somebody's uh, eyes and lied to them and stole from them. And I felt that it was just kind of pointless to go down that for so long. It was like a long ass conversation for nothing. Thank you so much, Stacey Cash Cash, for your. 199 super sticker we appreciate you thank you so much um what did y'all think about the constant drilling of his financial even though he continued to say that he admitted to taking the money let's start off with you Jaime. uh i think wait first of all is there a nickel no yeah, a little bit Maybe. Your mic. is there what's it called well i think um the Prosecution was trying to paint him in the bad light, even though this this trial is not about the embezzlement or anything else. It's about the the murders that happened, was it on you know on, on his property of of his of his wife and son? So like they're trying to paint him in that light. That way they can you know prove that you know he's not a real reliable guy or truthful guy. Yeah. Yeah. Like and Lynn D says exactly what I'm trying to say is the prosecutor overly drove home to the jury that you can't believe anything he says, but I think he kind of like overdid it and it was kind of like, all right, man, kind of get on with it. He bro, stole he from getting, to me. He was getting upset, man. I was like, hey, calm down, bro. He still got still got more court hours to be there, man. Just... <laughs> like I agree, man. Like especially the, in in day one, I was like, man, get to 
get to what happened that day, get to asking him about the video, get to asking him about why his story changed, get to asking him about where did his clothes go. And apparently, and come to find out, according to at least Mr. Murdoch, they never, the police never asked him for the shirt that he was wearing in that Snapchat video taken by Paul earlier that day. And if you're not familiar with it, I think I have it. I do have it. So this is the uh, Snapchat video. I'm not going to, you don't have to mute. I'm not going to play the sound. What's important in here is the fact that that's not the same clothes that he was wearing during uh, his interrogation later on that night. Right. And according to Alec Murdoch, it wasn't an issue until I guess there wasn't any blood splatter or whatnot on his shirt. And that um, the I guess the, the the prosecution, the detectives and the police department didn't care about where the other shirt was. And until his team proved uh, that his shirt was basically evidence for their their side what do y'all think about that Jaime what was that so what do you think about um the fact that the police department apparently or the pro nor the prosecution never asked or tried to acquire the shirt that he was wearing uh earlier in the day that was seen on that TikTok video that we just saw yeah that would have been a, a real uh, no, in the coffin because if he used the same shirt, if if supposedly he did do this crime, then that that shirt would have had some evidence, either from DNA evidence or even like the powder residue, the gunpowder residue, right? Right, exactly, exactly. So, so like for them not trying to get that, it's kind of hmm, that's kind of it's kind of weird. They didn't. Yeah, I, I would have thought they would have went for it. What do you think, Blue? Yeah, I think uh, I think that. Sorry, what was it the question one more time? I was thinking about popping this <laughs> open and I'm trying to fill it. <laughs> it's all good, my man. It uh, basically, um, we're talking about the T-shirt. The fact that oh, okay, okay, yeah, he, yeah, he was wearing a different shirt. There's a video of him wearing a different shirt. The police never asked for that shirt. Yeah, because I was gonna bring that up too, like. They didn't ask for that shirt, and suppose they went missing, right? That's what the that's uh, just blaming something about it went missing, and the cleaning lady or the right lost it or something. But that's that's a, a crazy coincidence that that happened. Right? Yeah that that had occurred, but and and I get that one hundred percent, one hundred one hundred percent. But the fact that they never went for it does that bother you? No, because. At first, they didn't, weren't sure if he was there yet until it, they proved that he was there with the video. And so I think uh, he would have had time to clean it anyways. Yeah, that's true. He would have had time to clean it. But if it went missing that night or the next day, I'd be a little bit more, a little bit, you know, more, uh, in my opinion, more suspicious. Um, Susan G, thank you so much for your 1999 super chat. We truly appreciate that and appreciate everybody here 
in this live chat, over 220 people, man. We appreciate y'all. She says the prosecution made it seem personal. Um, I have a theory on that. I think I think there was a little bit more of an you know an acting job. You know, I, I cover sports and football also. Um, if you guys uh, are Steeler fans, I uh, I am the host of the State of the Steelers. Find us or find me. Well, anyways, um, there's a show called like uh, a show called Hard Knocks, right? And in Hard Knocks, they, it's a HBO show. They go out there and uh, they videotape one NFL team throughout their training camp and their season and, and whatnot, right? And they uh, clip it. They make it super dramatic and this, that, and the third. There's been coaches who have been uh, accused of acting differently because there's cameras around. They want to be, you know, a star of the show. I, will, I felt like that was the case in here with these prosecutors watching this, that they were trying to, you know what I mean? Like take, take light, take, you know, be, uh, you know, dance in the spotlight, so to speak. What do you guys think? What do you think, Big Blue? You're muted. I can't hear anything you're saying. All right, Jaime, uh, what, what, what do you think? Sorry. Okay. Um, no, yeah, man, like, like even like in different cases, like how all the the attention is on that courtroom. Um, some of these prosecutors, or even the you know the the defense, also would like to like outshine each other and make themselves a, a you know name a, a name for themselves. You know. Yeah. And I think the prosecution tried to do that, man. It can, it didn't. It kind of didn't want to went that route. You know what I mean? Yeah, it didn't, it didn't it didn't come out too well, I'll be honest. Yeah. But um yeah, so what did what did you think about the timeline uh that they put out there for um Alex Murdoch? They basically stated that all right, you how long did it take you to travel from this point to this point? Um basically trying to blow up his alibi or his story of where he went and I felt like they did a pretty good job. I, I don't. I think it doesn't make much sense that he could have done all these things, still left and made it back, and found. It's looking more and more like he's involved. Do you think that there's anybody else involved? Well, I don't know. It's um, it could be uh, because you know he has a lot of people that know him, a lot of people that supposedly are afraid of him, also. You know they don't want to mess with that his power that he has around in that in that town, right? Uh, because especially because of the his, you know, past um, relatives that have been in the same situation in the same um, time, you know, work with the what they work with, with, and um, I think I think he couldn't persuade somebody to help him, but I don't know, man. This it's just it's hard to say, especially. You know, with the with the timeline, you know, what I mean, like it's pretty spot on. Right, right. What about you, Blue? What do you think? Do you think that um, about the timeline, how they kind of put him in a corner? Um, yeah, but do you also think he's the only one? I do think he's the only one. I mean, I know that they were talking about it about the guns. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It might have been two because there was two guns there, uh, two bullet casings used, right? The shotgun and the AR. Or not right, the AR, right. Mm-hmm. 
that's why they believe there's two. But that's the theory that I don't get because if you just both those guns are capable, of, you know, if you shoot somebody unaliving them, so I don't know why he had switch guns. Maybe he one got locked up on him and he had a switch mm -hmm. real quick. But that means he's premeditative and carrying two guns at once. That's the hard part. Yeah. And I mean, I don't think, you know, you, you hear him yelling in the in the Snapchat about the dog having the chicken in his mouth. So, you know, at least what he was saying about that aspect was probably true. Right. So, you know, at that point, you're going to go get two large weapons and run back from somewhere. And then also. You know, I know he left to his parents, and so he could have discarded the weapons anywhere around there. But I think he knows that. I think he knows that his phone's going to be traced, things like that. I think there may have been a second person involved. And I think that, that he knows at least one person who's willing to take a shot at him that could be that second person. In that. And that's, uh, was it his cousin? The one that shot him in the head, uh, you know, that he claims was um you know he wanted him to you know to to take his life yeah and and it ended up not going down uh apparently um he missed he grazed him and um uh, long story short he had to come up with another lie supposedly uh that's the reason why and so he said that he was changing his tire and somebody shot him in the head um and that he was trying to get money to go to his other son mm -hmm. and, and so no. I, I wouldn't be how this works, man. All right, let's see this. Let's see this. Big Blue wants to chug this. Hold on, Blue. Hold on. This floor is yours, bro. All right. So this is a tall boy, just so everybody knows. And you get the small one. This is the first time I use this bad boy, so. A <laughs> la madre. <laughs> oh man, I wasn't expecting that. Dude. They always explode, explode, man. <laughs> always. Uh, that was embarrassing. I mean, <laughs> damn, I, I'm all showered in red apple wick and ale. Ah, well, that could have been worse. That could have been it worse. Could have gone worse. I got some in yeah. my eye and everything. That's what she said. <laughs> Everybody, y'all got to clip that, put that on TikTok. Please. And, and, and Blue, again, who do you want to drink with? Bert. Krishna. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I'm tell you. him too. Blue wants to drink with him. <laughs> tell him that that's what's going to happen. It'll be fun. I'm going to have to get off screen and change my shirt, man. I don't want to. So oh, don't, man, don't get off the screen. Just do it right there for all the, all the people in the chat. <laughs> Oh, oh man! People in the chat, one for blue to stay on, or two for <laughs> keep it out of the light. Ah man, we want to stay monetized, bro. We want to stay monetized. <laughs> now my laptop's gonna be all sticky. No oh, man, that's not the only reason why your laptop is sticky. <laughs> yeah, it's not. Blame it on the beard. <laughs> He's probably like, man, this has not been closing and opening the right way. I got to come up with an excuse. Oh man, there's a lot every, of ones there. Every time. <laughs> Oh, uh, no, no. Uh, well, anyway, the, the, the chat has spoken. 
the chat has spoken. Oh my goodness, that is funny. Well, this, those are pressurized, man. It's not like a beer, okay? I, I need to start doing beers. Yeah. Well, I mean, I don't know, man. These uh, you're looking pretty bad. I think I think this is shotgun two big blue zero. Well, what do you think, Jaime? What was that? I'm saying that the uh, the shotgun <laughs> blue has shotgun a beer twice. Yeah. I think the shotgun has won twice. And You're the shotgun two, two <laughs> blue zero. You're all in two. Uh, uh, Jane C comes in with a ninety nine nine ninety nine super sticker of a laughing fox. Love it, love it. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. Oh man, that is not his name. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> <Close>, no cigar. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, that's for the after show, y'all. We we are gonna have a members only show after this. It's gonna be a lighthearted show. Um, we're just gonna drink and and just talk random stuff. And uh, might be a little bit of this case, might be some other cases. It might be about the aliens that are supposedly visiting, which I think it's just China. Um, and we'll talk all about that, all about that stuff. You know, if you're interested, hit that uh, join button. If you don't know where it's at or you don't see it, it's also in the description. There's a link there. But, but, but that's not the only beer thing. I'm, I, I, there's a couple other things I'm going to order next to try to shotgun. Is there a oh, butt chugging? Butt chug. No, uh, that's, for the, that's for the members only. That's for the members only. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man, you're crazy, dude. You're crazy tonight. Uh, let's see. Uh, so court isn't done yet. The defense still has about four, they say four to five people left to come on board. Um, what do you think could potentially that they have or, or witnesses come up and, and, and testify to at this point? Um, what do you think, Jaime? You know, I don't know what witnesses they have or what they're going to ask them, but I think, you know, what I noticed when he was getting the, um, you know, it was on the stand. I noticed that he remembered a lot about the stuff that was happening on the TV, like what he was watching and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. But like, then he will forget like what he did bef- before the, the the crime. Like he will say, "I don't know" or "I don't remember." And then, but it just it's kind of weird that he remembers what who was playing and you know on the TV and whatnot. And he couldn't remember something something specific that happened afterwards or or right before. Dang. Yeah. Yeah, I, I felt that too. Like there was a lot that he he remembered a lot, and then and then there were certain things he was like, "Oh, I, I don't know," you know. And it felt like the stuff that he was remembering was the the stuff that he had rehearsed. You know what I'm saying? Uh, you know, yeah. he came up with a story that. He felt that was believable that could probably or potentially persuade um, somebody into, uh, you know, thinking that there's reasonable doubt. Um, mm-hmm. You know, did you find him at all credible? Um, it, it's it's hard to to find him credible when you know the backstory. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's like you can't. I, personally, I can't separate that. Like the stuff that's happened before these crimes happen, it kind of just rolls up all into one little ball. And like, okay, I can't separate it. 
and I can't find him credible at all. You know what I mean? Especially from the embezzlement and the accident he covered up. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's just, I don't find him credible. And I think that's what the prosecution was getting that, you know what I mean? To make sure that they, they know that this guy's been lying and embezzling money for a while. That way they don't find him, they don't find him credible. But like I said before, it only takes one, one juror to, to have a hung jury, right? Right. Now, with that though, why would he, all right, so he's he he has admitted to so many other crimes that he's probably going to be locked up for the rest of his life anyways. What is what is the reason for him to claim innocence here if he did do it? Why not admit to this one as well? Parole because you can still be eligible for parole. Uh, I don't know if that's on the table, but I'm sure it would be. <laughs> So I'm not, I mean, he's an older man, um, possibility of parole that, that, okay. So, so maybe that's what he's, he's hoping to one day be free. And, you know, with this charge, he, 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 there's no chance of that big blue. Glad to see you back. You look like, you look like Spider-Man in part two when he became, um, the bad, the bad Spider-Man, the the bad (laughs) Spider-Man. The emo uh, Toby Maguire. Exactly. Yeah, that's exactly what you look like right now, brother. Looks like you just danced on a piano. The one right behind Jaime, in fact. And um, <laughs> how do you feel, man? How do you feel? You feel like a brand new man? You're muted. You're muted, by the way. How about now? Yeah, you're good. You're good to go. You're like Owen yeah, 20 on that mute button, though. <laughs> <laughs> I it doesn't it still shows <laughs> muted right now. That's why I hate this computer. Which I am computer shopping. I just haven't found the one I want. <laughs> yeah, I was it drenched my shirt and my shorts, so I had to change, man. I was like, well, okay. we're glad you're back, man. We're glad you're back. Um, but now next time it's a beer instead of these, you know, flavored drinks that I like. <laughs> these flavored drinks I like. So what do you think though? Why do you think that he is not admitting guilt to this case yet uh, admitting to countless other felonies that are probably going to put him away for the rest of his life? Um because I think he he wants to still have that that thought that you know, he's not a murderer. Yeah, he's he's a crook, but not a murderer is a big difference. That's true. So just, just the self selfishness. It sounds like he's a very selfish person. I wouldn't put it past him. I, I feel like he's a narcissist, man. Very much so. Very much so. Um, I, I would agree to both of those statements. Um, <clears throat> I I thought that the trial was was interesting. I felt that the approach from the prosecution was interesting but in the end they they got him where they wanted him to admit to certain things and you know the one i didn't like so much was you know the financial aspect and trying to get him to admit over and over again that he lied to somebody you know he kept continuing with the same mm-hmm. with the same answer you know i felt that there probably could have been a couple of objections there for like asked and answered yeah 
you know what I'm saying, or, or relevance in, in this case. Um, now, he came up with a theory that Paul was getting um, death threats, right? And that they didn't take him light, but uh, or they took him lightly. They, they just thought they were what they were. He felt that the actor in this crime wasn't part of the family, that this was somebody from probably watching social media um, and felt one way or another and went off and became a, as the prosecution described, a vigilante and committed this crime. Did you have you guys seen any evidence in this case that would make you think that that's a possibility? A revenge? No, no, of it being a vigilante there, like a a random person who you know is taking justice into their own hands for the uh, the female victim that passed away in the boating accident. Um, I don't. I don't, I don't think so, man. I don't. I don't think that would be it, man. If it was, uh, if if it was like almost like a revenge kind of type thing, it would have been done a lot sooner. And especially, I don't think it would be on the on the on the mom or the wife. You know what I mean? Yeah. I think it would be. I would. I don't think she would be in the equation. Just Paul. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That makes dad, sense. That does make sense. And the grandpa. We're, we're, there are three people that got him out of the out of a involuntary manslaughter charge. Yeah, yeah, that makes sense too. That makes a lot of sense. And so, um, yeah, man, they made this guy look bad. The more I think about it, you know, they they brought up the pictures of him u- utilizing a badge um, for to his privilege or to his benefit. Uh, they used the word privilege as far as, you know, because he would get privileges from law enforcement when he had the badge out. Uh, it sounded like he utilized the badge during uh, times when he talked to uh, witnesses and or people involved in the boating ex- incident. And, you know, he just seemed like a freaking really bad person all around. You yeah. know, um, I, I, th- I, I think. Th- go ahead. I think he used the drugs, like him being an addict, more than, you know what I mean, like for an excuse of what happened. You know what I mean? That's why I feel like that he's trying to. Hold on. Yeah. Sorry, I had to cough. <laughs> <laughs> it's all good, man. It's all good. I, uh, those that are on the audio only side. So, guys, if you guys weren't aware, we're on Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts. Uh, anywhere you find podcasts, I believe. If you have an Apple device and you know, want to check us out, we're going to be doing um, audio only for our podcast uh, as well. That won't be on YouTube. So if you want to check out that content, that's going to be coming out soon. Um, go go give us a follow on Apple Podcasts and, and everywhere else, like I said. Um, and if you could, give us a five-star review. That'd be great. We'd appreciate that. So hi. Oh, go ahead, Blue. I'm giving the Kraken 2.0 because that's the name of the device a three. It, it went a little better than last time, but not as not as bad. Like last time, I was there for like ten seconds trying to finish the four locals. Man, it was it was torture. Maybe this time I drank it, but man, I felt the fullness. Yeah, the last time it was like a whole segment. <laughs> yeah, dude, we're just sitting there. <laughs> We're just sitting there waiting for you to finish. I was like, man, I think I, I think I finished two beers in the time that you were shotgunning <laughs> that one beer. 
<laughs> I was just drinking at normal pace, man. It was crazy. Um, so I you give it a three stars out of what? Is it three out of five or three out of ten? Three out of five. Three out of five. It's it's good. I, I'm gonna try it with something. I mean, of course, the tomatoes are really uh, you know carbonated, so maybe a beer won't be so bad. But nah, man, you're just gonna uh, get it all over you again. I, I, It'll I be was fun. gonna get a, a modelo negro. That's what I should have just drank the beer I like. I just drink this. Just you for real, for real. And so. <clears throat> We'll continue on on this. Well, do you have any more uh, last words on this case before we move on from it? Uh, Jaime, we'll start off with you. No, nah, man. Um, I'm just, I'm, I'm eager to see what the jury's going to say. You know, I mean, I'm eager. I want to find out, like, I know you can, but, like, you know, what they're thinking. Because, like I said before, it only takes one juror to, uh, you know, have a, a hung jury. But, like, I think at this point, I think they have them, they have them you know, they have they have a pin on him these, these um murders yeah I, I i think i think they got him too big blue what are yeah. uh, what are your last thoughts on the case before we move on i think uh, i think if even if it wasn't him he's not showing the remorse that i think i would have shown if it was my you know wife or son at that moment that got murdered Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. He he lacks sincerity. Yeah. Hey, Blue. I think you. I think you fell in the water or something. You sound pretty bad. But um, I I, I think the guy's guilty, man. I think he is. Um, <laughs> we have a whoa. We have a $50 super chat. Thank you so much, Publicly Buzz. Please join Publicly Buzz for the Alex Murdoch drinking oh, game man. tonight Thanks, at 1030 Publicly Eastern. Buzz. Thank you Dang. so much. Thank you. We'll, we'll probably be there. Thank you. Thank you. So we'll be in the live chat for that, getting drunk as well. Um, my last thing um, on this case before we go into our into DAC, you know, Big Blue's favorite, favorite segment. Uh, we have 66% on our poll that say uh, that he that his testimony hurt him and 30 what is that 34% said that it helped his case so it's still pretty even I mean there's still some that think that maybe perhaps he's he's saying some truth there Uh, but before before we go it's time (laughs) beware Can't hide. You can't hide. It's time for a little deck. It's drunk turkey show dumbass criminals. It's another day, another stupid TikTok challenge. This time it involves a group of Long Island teens who allegedly decided to emulate the Kool-Aid man's move of busting through walls. Except in this case, they're accused of kicking down local fences. Fox News reports that Sulphur County police arrested five minors, one adult. That's pretty weird that there was one adult involved in this. All males between the ages of 18 and 12. After a homeowner in Center Reach heard a commotion outside his house around 1 a.m. Monday. It sounded like a gun go off. Retired corrections officer Charles Demani tells NBC New York nothing that he ran outside and found multiple teens. Sections, multiple sections of his fence broken down. 
surveillance video showed a group of teens breaking the video through the fence or breaking through the fence. Blue, what the fuck were you doing in Sulphur County? Yeah, yeah, man. <laughs> oh, was, yeah. I, I was told that if I can jump the fence, the Kraken would be free, and it, it wasn't. I broke through it. <laughs> Moose trying to is trying to jump over it and went straight through it, man. That's hilarious. Um, Jaime, what do you think, man? Have you ever tried to emulate the TikTok guy by jumping through any walls or dude? Uh, not on purpose, not on purpose. Uh, I'll tell you a little story that happened. It was funny, man, because I was I was working on uh, I was working on a go kart for my kids outside and stuff. And uh, I was running new fuel lines and everything. What I didn't notice is that when the fuel lines was touching the throttle body and it let it kept the throttle body open, like full, right? And I was like, you know what? Let me turn around and see if it's getting gas. And it turned off, dude, and they, they booked it towards the fence and I crashed through a fence and my mom's patio uh, furniture... I had to buy my mom a new table for the outside. It was crazy, man. That um, wasn't on purpose. That was, that was an accident. So it's almost the same. Almost the same, dude. One time I was walking in an attic and I couldn't see where I was walking. And the attic part had um, two different layers, right? Or levels. One had a finished part and one didn't. And I jumped down to the part that didn't have a finished part. And I didn't know. My right foot landed on a beam. My left foot went through the roof. <laughs> and I was just hanging there. <laughs> oh, man, that was hilarious. I got out. I got out. I was itchy for a while, but I got out. The insulation <laughs> sucks. Big Blue, I know you've gone through some walls. Yeah, what what yeah. are your stories? <laughs> glory holes. The glory holes. <laughs> uh, well, thank you, Gail, for becoming a member. Hopefully, hopefully Blue's story right there doesn't turn you away. Uh, <laughs> No, no, I, I always remember this story, right? Because I used to work construction. I used to do electrical, electrician. And we were rewiring something. Somebody stole the wiring. And uh, the guy's like, yeah, just make a hole, you know, and then just rewire. It doesn't matter. It's going to get reshirrupt. So my dumb idea was like, all right, I'm going to punch through it. I'm going to punch through it. Well, I, I didn't pay attention where the beams were, and I punched the beam the first time I swung as hard as I could. <laughs> That's crazy. My hand hurt. I could barely, I could barely rewire. My hand was hurting so bad. I probably broke it, but I didn't go to the doctor. <laughs> he was too tough, too tough for that stuff. And and just me, I am part of two different channels. I'm a part of State of the Steelers. Um, we, I've been off on State of the Steelers, but maybe once a week. I'm actually coming back on on Tuesday, um, and I'm also. On the audio side only, formerly behind the Steel Curtain, which is now called the uh, Steel Curtain Network. Um, I do a podcast for them on Saturdays. And I think in the next couple of weeks, I'll be on their YouTube channel uh, for the Steel Curtain Network doing their Sunday Q&A. So catch me there. Uh, and the next deck. So <clears throat> a New Jersey man who apparently gambled. Uh, not uh, at uh, not getting caught, took a new pickup truck for a test drive and was arrested at a casino almost 40 miles away. So apparently this guy took his uh, test drive and <laughs> took a car out for 
more than just a drive. He took it to the casino. Police in Staffordshire Township say that Jason D'Angelo, 47, took a 2023 white GMC Sierra from a dealership around 11 a.m. Saturday and never returned. Uh, <laughs> Fox News reports police say the dealership called police around 8.15. A short time later, the vehicle was observed by the Truckerton Borough Police Department on Route 539. And they attempted to stop the vehicle. Police say in a Facebook post, the vehicle did not stop and drove southway on the parkway. They did not pursue the vehicle any further. Uh, the Staffordshire Township Police Department notes it is able to gain intelligence that the vehicle and D'Angelo were in the Atlantic City area near the Tropicana Casino, where the pickup truck was found and the casino's parking garage. D'Angelo was arrested inside the casino. That incident was charged with third-degree unlawful taking means of conveyance. Man. So that's a long test, right? That is a long test, dude. What, what? Where's the Where's the salesman though? Like, at what part did he get lost? Was he gambled away? Because usually, right. usually the salesman goes with you on those rides. I guarantee you, if he didn't go, there's a guy there fired. What do you think? Yeah, definitely, man. Unless unless he left uh, his own vehicle back there, you know what I mean? That's like mm-hmm. almost collateral, I guess. I don't know. I don't know how that works. You're a you're a car dealer, so I don't, at one point, <laughs> I, I did. I did. I was man. I've done a lot of things in my life. I used to. I did. Was in the car industry. Um, you're supposed to go with the customer. Now, I did know of some folks who just got the driver's license and let their customer go. And there was a handful of times that those vehicles were recovered in Mexico. So <laughs> I will say that those things do happen. Uh, man, but I don't know, man. I think that that if, if, if you're dumb enough to just let somebody drive off, then, you know, I don't think that's a police problem. That's a uh, dealership problem. What do you think? Well, it depends on, on what time. Because I know what, during COVID I was car shopping. And they would just give me the car and bring it back in 25 minutes, you know, kind of deal. Yeah. 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 Well, yeah. And I mean, things have changed, man. I, I sold cars like, what, in 2015, something like that. So it's been a few years. Now you can buy a car online without any 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 issues. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, I think, well, I think Carvana is going out of business, but last I heard that they were still in. But yeah, that's all we got. Going to out of business, he sucked. <laughs> yeah, man, they fucking charge way too much, and they don't no. give you shit for your trade-in. No, that does that. They're they when you sign the interest rates. I had a friend sign them. Um, you know, like most people, they might have trouble. They might have lost their job. So you know, you're like two weeks behind on the payment, but you make the payment. Well, yeah. when you're hitting contract. It was charging him eighteen dollars per day interest for late payments. Dang. Well, that's what happens when you go to uh, somebody who's new and yeah, you gotta do your research. You know, I mean, I've heard a bunch of things like that. But we're gonna continue this conversation and others. We're gonna talk about possible uh, civil war. I mean, not civil war, world war. (laughs) (laughs) You know, potential cold war that we're in. We're going to talk some conspiracies. Yes, the political golden. It is a different stream. We're going to end this one. Members only. Be ready. We'll be there. Do you guys have any final words for uh, for our chat tonight? 
Um, I just want to say thanks to everybody. Thanks for the the, the super chats, uh, and I hope you all have a good night. Yeah. Yeah. Real quick. Thanks, thanks everybody for coming on, um, and we might start something up later. It'll come up, so y'all see. And and don't forget to check out Publicly Buzz. They'll be on in about thirty three minutes. We'll be off by then, members. Believe we're giving away that hat again. So get on Jump that on. other stream. Jump on the stream. We'll see y'all there. Oh, yes. Yeah. Later, guys. Well, not I you. Oh, yeah. I need to get more beer real quick. Go for it. Yeah, I'm just waiting for this to end. It took forever to start. I was sitting here for like three minutes for it to start.